Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules here are simple. We can discuss as many film ideas as we like, sent in by you, the listener. But only one can make it through to the next stage, where, thanks to Hollywood strike action, it will be written by, made, and star exclusively of volunteers, volunteer, volavants from my local (laughs) Amdram society. I'm Joel. A man who puts the lad in solidarity with the workers. And across from me is John Harris, a man who, despite the political leanings of his family, did actually attend the student tuition fee strikes of 2011. Hello, John. Hello, mate. All right. Way to bring my family into this. Um, <laughs> They're good guys. When's the, They're, you know, broadly good guys. When's the podcast union starting? When's the podcast strikes happening? Oh, yeah. I'd be down on the picket line. Straight away, I don't really know what I'm campaigning for. Fewer sort of fewer pod- better working at better working hours on Dream Factory. Fewer fewer podcasts host by two white males who don't really know enough about the subject they specialize in. I hate those. <laughs> I'd get rid of those in a heartbeat. Actually, um, how you doing, John? All right, thank you. How are you? We it's you know for the listener, it's been a week, but for us, it's been three. It's been so long. I guess look, we're actually here to pitch film ideas, so people that are interested in my life can listen to my other podcast. <laughs> My Life by Joel. <laughs> no, they can hear all about it at the very end of the yes. show, John, because we're here, as I say, to pitch movie ideas. How about this one from Nathan? Children of the Corn. It's the band Corn. The scary band Corn. And you know they're scary because the R in Corn is backwards. Terrifying. Like like a little demon might write. I, uh, the New Metal, they're sort of part of New Metal. They had dreadlocks. They be- best mm. known for the song Freak on a Leash, which has a sort of extended scat section in the middle where he goes. Yes. Yes. Did they do a big cover as well? Possibly. Do I know them for a cover? Corn. There was there was songs. there was an era of sort of rock bands doing covers that were sort of their most famous. Oh, I song. put in corn songs, John. It's all just country music about people <laughs> on the farm. Well, so Children of the Corn. Not that I've seen any, but they are a horror series, sort of based in rural America. Mm-hmm. And sort of if you're sort of out in the fields at night and you hear, you know, a dreadlocked being from the distance go, you'd be, you'd be pretty scared. <laughs> I'd be really scared, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know anything about Children of the Corn. Do their eyes go white? 
Is that what happens? They get big glowing faces and they're spooky kind of kids? It, I, I didn't even think it was children. So the band Korn is via their music. They're not children. It's based in the early noughties when Korn were at their most powerful. And via well, their- we, always remember, we all remember when Korn <laughs> were at their most powerful. It was that, you know- them and Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit in the sequel. Um, so Corn, all the kids are listening to Corn cassettes or mini discs or whatever they, whatever format they would have been listening to Corn on at the time. You know, there's like the big satanic panic about the idea of reverse messages in music. That I feel like that mm-hmm. hasn't been used as a sort of horror device, and I feel like maybe we could do it with this. So you know, they're listening to Corn. They think they're just listening to the innocent, innocent, lovely song "Freak on a Leash," uh, yeah. and it. But it turns out at night they're becoming children of the corn, so they're sort of slowly growing dreads and sort of going. Ooh, ah, 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 ah. That's good. I like that. And in the end, we just end up with million of corn kids. A million corn kids, and then what's the genre that came out after? It was probably like emo pop punk. So I don't know. Fallout Boy have to sort of drive in in a van to to kill all the. They corn have to kids. riff. They have to riff riff them to death. <laughs> it's good stuff, John. I, I like it. I don't mind it at all. I would watch that film. Why Why do you think Corn reversed the R in their name? Is that Does it mean anything? Like you say, it's just it just looks cool, right? There's um. I'm trying to think what other about you know there was a big there was a big era of X's and Z's in band names. Mm. There's just something there's just something hard about and also it's a K rather than a C, which I think feel like we need to to focus on. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there. John, give me a film idea. Oh gosh, yeah. What about this one from Beck, the Royal Tennis Bums? Right. There's okay. There's that photo of a woman playing tennis. That's what came to my you mind, see, right? You see her bum. If that feels like an image. It's not directly my sexual awakening, but it's definitely the first Im- like one of the first images. It was hanging around. Exactly. It was hanging around was, during the sexual awakening. I saw yeah. it when I was too young and thought, okay, hello. Well, it's the se- it's the sexiest photo ever taken. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's famously the sexiest thing ever committed to film. It's a woman approaching a tennis net, and is she scratching her ass? She's either scratching or pulling it out of like she's like she's re- got there's some readjust- There's some readjustment going on. Yeah. Maybe she's tucking a tennis ball into her waistband because, you know, you need a few tennis balls on hand for let, first serve, second serve, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it could be that. It could be purely practical. So it's in this film, that's Prince Charles. Sexy. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. It is still very sexy, isn't it? Well, one thing I need to... You know when they bring, like, in tennis, the, the players will sort of take three balls and then pick one, right? Yeah. Is that just pure sort of... Gobbledygook. It's pure vibes. Yeah. It's pure, no, I think a lot of tennis players have very stringent routines to get them in the zone. Like Nadal would like bounce a ball 17 times. He would tuck his hair behind his ears. He would adjust his shorts every single serve. So I think just eyeing up the three balls and picking one is just all part of the routine. I don't think they look at the three balls and are like, that second one's got an ace in it. I can only apologise for not knowing the source of this because I definitely heard it on a podcast or saw it in a video recently. So apologies for not having the source on this. But did you know that David Attenborough is the reason that the tennis balls are bright yellow or green, depending on how you see things? What What do you mean? Because he was like a big TV bod, right? So he wasn't just, he's not just the nature documentary. He's like Richard Osman. He sort of looked after the BBC yeah. and their transition into colour television. And when it transferred mm-hmm. into colour television, the white tennis balls on the white lines on an old school sort of old telly Mm. just was impossible to decipher so he said why not make them bright yellow wow he changed all of tennis that's pretty crazy that is nuts isn't it I reckon his shit like imagine how shit blue planet was before colour TV (laughs) grey planet (laughs) 
Just sort of a little... Here, here we have the blue whale against the blue sea <laughs> in a sea of grey. It would be ri- it would be pretty rubbish. That is true. Do they have nature? Do they do black and white nature documentaries? They must have. They done. must have. And yeah, they must be there going. Here is a peacock. Trust me, the colours are wonderful. Yeah, just go it, with this it. thing. This thing's fucking crazy. <laughs> like showing a chameleon like changing its colours, and you'd be like, it's just different shades <laughs> changing of grey. Yeah, fifty shades of grey. <laughs> I uh, well, they used to televise snooker in black and white. Are absolutely ridiculous. Like the commentators, commentators were working overtime when everything was. In black and white. Have you seen, there's a TikTok trend that I get served a bit, which is where they'll show you someone painting just a, a single like blob of colour in black and white. And you have to, based on vibes, work out what the colour's going to be. And at the end, no. it reveals what colour it is. I, I, That's wild. I've got a sort of 50-50 hit rate. So it's fun. Apparently, Charlie Chaplin would dye his moustache crazy colours just to entertain the cast on set. <laughs> and his suits were always wacky colours, but we never, ever got to enjoy it. Ah, oh, we should, someone should like recolor them, and yeah, just every scene it's a different sort of color from. Just make them look crazy. Can I? Can I take oh. us back? Can I take us back to the Royal Tennis Bums? Yeah, because I I would argue that a, a big swath of the public, the, a big a big section of the public. Oh my gosh, I can't say the word. A, this is exciting. A big section of the public. What? What's the word I'm looking for? You You don't know if public. you want to say population or public. <laughs> That's yeah. It. Pu- public public publication. Pub- publication and I go up with publication which is a different word altogether um, a big section of the public would argue that they are um, big bums the royals they just sort of sit around on their backsides yeah yeah I'll say so it could just be that do you think Prince Charles could hold a tennis racket he yeah they uh, that is a very royal sport isn't it but have you seen his fingers John uh yeah I have actually I think he could either hold no tennis racket or successfully hold five. I don't really understand sort of the laws of the fingers, but maybe they're so powerful because of their size. He could hold five tennis rackets and he'd look like that guy from Star Wars. Perfect. With all the lightsabers. General Grievous? Yeah. Who'd be a formidable tennis opponent. Okay, how about this one from Oscar? Eight Mile, spell A-T-E. You've, you're having to explain the spelling of all yours today. <laughs> I have, I've got, And I'm even going to explain the spelling of ones that don't require it. <laughs> So look forward to that. I don't really know what eight mile is. Is it like, is it eight mile, but instead of a rap battle, it's uh, one of the hot dog it's eating a, yeah, exactly. down. A hundred percent. So eat a mile of hot dogs. First to eat a whole mile of hot dogs. Isn't it Joey? Is Joey Chestnut the guy? Is, He's the guy with all the records. He's the guy that has eaten like 72 hot dogs in one go. And he like dunks them in water, right? And then he eats it all yeah, separately. It's disgusting. You, you open your throat like a pelican or something and just chuck a hot dog down. No one ever talks about the next day. Would it even be the next day, John, or would it be several days later when you're dealing with the aftermath of 72 hot dogs? That's true. Like, I watch a YouTube channel, I don't know if you've heard of it, called Beard Versus Food, and it is a man with a big beard, and he goes around oh, I've seen completing food contests. Yeah. It's brilliant. And um, it genuinely is to the point where, like, he'll either complete them easily or they are humanly impossible. That If he, yeah. if he doesn't do it, it's just humanly impossible. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I... And also, as as a a bit of a flex, he he will most more frequently than not he will order a dessert after he's finished the food challenge. That's good. That is good. Stuff. Well, famously, that's a separate stomach to your normal stomach. 
If you, if anyone that's ever been out for dinner and felt like they've eaten too much, there is always room for pudding. So I think that's fine. I think that's just that's to be considered a different thing from the eating challenge. True, pathetic. If you ask me, he should do a pudding eating challenge after the main eating challenge. <laughs> Some sort of cheese and biscuit eating <laughs> challenge. I don't know, like uh, eat a thousand after rates. But my, you're right. My point. I uh, hey, maybe he's already uploaded a video like this and it just hasn't got any views. But I want a day after video where he's just sort of lying on a sofa groaning screaming yeah <laughs> spending three hours on the toilet that's what i john that's what i want to see <laughs> you've heard it here first team uh, what's the film we're doing here oh eight, eight mile. mile we've done it yeah yeah Give me another one uh what about this one from martin first up i need to apologize to martin because the film chariots of fear was his idea and in the process of me copying and pasting ideas to another document i must have attributed it to the wrong listener <gasps> so i can only apologize martin chariots of wow. fear is all yours Um, So this one from Martin is Black Hawk Down. A young boy befriends a bird of prey in order to have some of its softest feathers. Oh. Kez? Is it Kez? Is that the... I guess it's Kez, but I don't think Kez was being plucked. No. Do do feathers... This is going to be thick. Do feathers grow back? That, you know what? It sounds thick, but I don't have an answer, so I cannot call you thick. Do feathers grow back? It feels like quite a complicated thing to grow, doesn't it? Yeah. plumage like that because sometimes you see a feather john and it's you know it's like a quill oh it literally yeah. is is that little thing the little hard end does that grow back do feathers grow back i don't know so it would be a real gift from this hawk if feathers are unable to be regrown I mean, yeah that's true could he just not wait around till sort of enough feathers fall off what is he doing is he making a big sort of feather boa is that is that is that the plan yeah maybe it's a big feather boa <laughs> to impress his girlfriend because Black Hawk Down, the film is... That's what it's about, right? He's, da- <laughs> he's down in enemy lines, right? And so it's about, it's a survival movie of a man behind enemy lines. Yeah. How can you make that? How can you, we- how can we oh, insert some I know. DNA? Get his- I'm all over it, John. Don't you worry. His helicopter gets shot down. He's got no means of escape unless he can make himself a pair of wings um, <laughs> from the feathers of an actual hawk and fly away from behind enemy lines. Oh, there you go. We really salvaged that one from, from, from nowhere. We did. We did. Um, how about this one from Dan? The Toll Monty. That's Toll spelt T-U-L-L. <laughs> An aging Ian Anderson and his band resort to desperate measures to sell tickets to their tour. So it's Jethro Toll. And they're getting their Jethro's out so, to make the show, for sex appeal to the show. I don't think there's anyone that is not going to a Jethro Soul concert. Who would be tempted by hearing <laughs> that they're going to get their dicks out, that they would then buy a ticket to a Jethro Soul concert. I'm not sure there's any artist where that would... Uh, no, I don't really want to see Ed Sheeran, but have you heard in the encore? He gets, he gets naked. I don't think I'm going. Mm, Harry Styles? I was going to say, if, if, look, if Harry Styles or sort of any you know there are loads of people joel that if they said oh by the way at the end of this and they're going to get naked yeah of their own that's volition every, you would i would that's definitely why you, be interested that's why, that's why you and i went to see equinox starring daniel radcliffe isn't it i did not see that but um we we pretended we liked horses but we didn't i hate horses we hated horses we actually couldn't stand we walked out after <laughs> where the second daniel radcliffe walked out on stage knob out we cheered and <laughs> left the theater <laughs> but it's art. i've got my money's worth the th- right, so that's theatre and that's art. I think if someone said Harry Styles gets naked at the end of the set, there would need to be a good justification. Otherwise, it is just to shift tickets. Yeah, it's just a ticket shifter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would work. It would work. You're right. It would totally work. I've already forgotten the film, Joel. 
Oh, Je- Jeffrey Toll. It was it was about Jeffrey Toll. You know, they're old men. No one wants to go. Well, and look the at only that. thing I, I I am aware I, they have a great Christmas song, and they are a prog rock band that use a lot of flutes. So flute, there could be some fun to be had with oh, covering their oh, that's good their stuff with flutes. Maybe for too long, the Red Hot Chili Peppers have monopolised the market when it comes to being naked on stage. Yeah, and it is time. Take maybe that. it's time for more bands. Get take that out naked. Hey. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know whether you were saying, take that, Red Hot Chili Peppers. We're all getting naked. But you're suggesting, yeah, maybe maybe more naked performances is the answer. And look, there's been talks of a Dream Factory live show here at HQ. So who knows? <laughs> if, we're, if we're struggling to shift tickets, maybe we can promise to wear more clothes. You know, they say like, oh, you imagine the audience naked to make you feel more comfortable on stage. You're, just to say, if you're coming, you also you also have to get naked. Yeah. Everyone's going to be naked everyone's naked it's completely out of tone of the show in in, in all ways <laughs> like uh, we, we probably won't even reference it <laughs> <laughs> oh dear hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Come on, give me another one. Uh, all right. What about this one from Josh? Blue Bar Beetle. So you got Blue, blue. Beetle and oh. Blue Bar Barbie. Blue Beetle, the latest in a film from DC that everyone's very excited about. Is that right? I The best DC film since The Flash. That's what they're saying. <laughs> the DC film since The Flash about an insect guy. <laughs> Is Blue Beetle their Spider-Man? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's what... Apparently, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He's... Insofar as he's like he's a, their little, a down and out... A down and out teenager who has... Who becomes a bug. Bug-based superpowers, yeah. Wow. He's their Spider-Man. Uh, I'm telling him now it's not gonna it's not gonna fly in the way that Spider-Man has. Uh, I saw a trailer that looked fine, but I'm not I'm not invested in the life and times of Blue Beetle. No, not yet. Okay. I I uh, um have you been keeping an eye on um the casting for Superman? No, but there's loads of guys there's loads of guys in it, right? <laughs> the heroes that I've never heard of, and they're called stuff like Big Mike, are they? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. There's, there's all these su- so they've cast all these superheroes, Superman and Lois Lane. Fine, and then it's like Doctor Eggbox. I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm across Superman and Lois Lane. 
Very, you know, fully expected both of those to pop up in the film. And yeah, every time there's a carpet expandium, and you're like, what? <laughs> Metalhead. I mean, there is a guy. Yeah, uh, people are, like people online being like, what? That's a fucking shit casting. <laughs> not, what are you talking about? Not my metalhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's loads of it. Like it's fully gone, expanded Superman universe, right? But no, no one knows Superman characters beyond Lex Luthor, do they? No, uh, there's like a famous one from the comics called Brainiac, who hasn't ever really been done on the oh, s- yeah. screen. But yes, no, I wouldn't say. But yeah, some of those, some of those casting, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, once yeah. Mi- I think once Mr. Terrific, which is absolutely Mr. Fantastic, that's right? Just, that, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Terrific. It's absolutely nuts. Uh Hawk Girl, Guy Gardner, I mean, and Metamorpho. Yeah, Metamorpho, that's is, the one. He um yeah, he uh he's based his his lair's based in Dictionary Corner on Countdown. Right. John, how about one from me? Yes, please. Mission Wim Possible. Tom Cruise faces Wim Hof in a series of increasingly uncomfortable climates. Oh, I love it. His greatest stunt yet, sitting in an ice bath for half an hour. Would I watch it? No. No. He has to run through the, the, like, he has to do some of his fast running across a big frozen lake. Well, the good thing about Mission Impossible films is they're fully globetrotting experiences, right? So in this one, it's, you know, Wim drags him to the North Pole and then he drags him to the Sahara Desert. Wim Hof always just wearing the same T-shirt and shorts. And Tom Cruise has to, uh, you know, battle against it. Is it safe to assume you haven't seen the latest Mission Impossible yet? I haven't. I'm excited to, though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, Wim Hof sort of has the look of a side character from a... He mm. wouldn't be out of place. I could I could see yeah. him there as a sort of sensei, sort of teacher's vibe. So I'm happy with that. Um, actually, on the subject, my one is also punning on the same film. So Mission Impossible, oh, dead wrestling. Tom Cruise fights the undead. The Undertaker is there. It's good stuff. I mean, so they've a bit, a bit like, but not quite as sort of extreme as the Fast franchise. They are going more and more sort of extreme every time. What's the yeah, next time? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. They're going to have to go to hell. Exactly. Yeah, they're running out of places to go. That's a good point. Fast and Furious might deal with it. Might deal with the afterlife at some point. Yeah, I, th- I, I think at some point. Vin Diesel's a big fantasy guy. So I think at some point it would be it would be loads of fun for them to just be like, fuck it, we're sort of sci-fi fantasy now. It started it. off we're, as We're making we're making Lord of the Rings, but with cars. It started off as a sort of drag race, a relatively realistic drag race movie. Now Vin Diesel's gonna go and punch the devil. Now it's a dragon race movie, yeah. <gasps> oh, it's good stuff. Right. I'm impressed, John. I think we had some really good ideas. Which was your favorite idea of all the ideas that we had? Mm-hmm. What did you have? I like the Royal Tennis Bums. Uh, what did What did you get? Royal Tennis Bums. I would I would have Royal Tennis Bums as a winner, and we actually need to shoot John because as I speak, Joey Chestnut is banging on my door saying that he desperately needs to borrow my toilet. done john hello joe i would i would say i would say not my greatest performance on the dream factory podcast and i would put it down to jet lag i would put it down to the fact that as you tweeted earlier i had a kit based disaster and i'm using my third choice setup which is like when you know there's an injury crisis at your club and you're fielding academy players and a goalkeeper who hasn't played for 15 years that's kind of what's happening over here 
Joe, um, on my end at the moment. Joe's like one of those generosity sort of YouTubers where they sort of pretend that they need to borrow a dollar and then they give them back $10,000. But Joe's just out there handing out podcasting equipment because he wants more people <laughs> podcasting. I do. I I haven't seen enough dog shit podcasts <laughs> on TikTok <laughs> where people are sitting around I, genuinely having conversations that are more boring than conversations I have with like, you know, my dad about tax. And they're putting it out there and I'm I'm thinking to myself, we need more of this. <laughs> and no one's gonna I'm I'm just and I so I go out into the street and I just pass microphones out to whoever wants one. I'm so generous. Sometimes I like to fly over in a hot air balloon <laughs> and I'm just dropping microphones down on the city. So every time you see a new shit podcast, you're welcome. I'm gonna hand in that. And actually during the pandemic, that sentence was true. Every shit new podcast I had a hand in. John, how are you doing? I'm all right. Do, right, so it's been three weeks and actually quite a lot has happened. Do we want to go through what happened in the world or should we talk about Australia first? We can go through what happened in the world. All right. I'm intrigued about Australia because uh, despite me and Joel being a relatively frequent sort of communication whilst he was away, I don't know anything that he did at all. Yeah. Okay. So first, okay. we've got Threads. Threads launched. Mm. You're on Threads, I've seen. Oh, I'm pretty big on Threads. <laughs> Um, um, it's go. It's going pretty well for me over on Threads, John. When uh, I opened, I opened. I've opened it <laughs> twice. When Threads launched, uh, we got a comment from listener Lizzie who pointed out that when TikTok started becoming big, we claimed we were going to be the first TikTok millionaires. Oh, we were going to be the first TikTok millionaires, weren't we? Do you reckon it's too late for that? I think we're going to be the first Threads billionaires. Nice. Now, if we don't fulfil that. You do realise we have to promise that whatever the next social media is, we're going to become the first trillionaires, <laughs> which I'm not confident of. So we really need to make Threads work, which probably suggests I should open it once or twice. Threads launched. What else happened, John? Because I don't really get much news over in Australia. Threads is a good a good excuse for me to say we're making like social videos now. So they're on mm. like TikTok, on uh, reels on YouTube shorts, they're everywhere. So if you see one, like it, retweet it, share it, comment, say, ha, 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 ha. Make us feel good. Yeah. Okay, please. Please comment, ha, 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 under every video. Um, there was the BBC scandal that wasn't a scandal, that isn't a scandal, that is a scandal. That, who knows who it is? It's Hugh Edwards. Who knows? That thing. Yep, good. No comment. Big news. No comment. More importantly than that, Damien Lewis sung the national anthem at the Formula One. Oh, my God. <laughs> this All of this happened so quickly. It was like... I found out Damien Lewis was releasing an album and then maybe 15 minutes later Damien Lewis was singing the national anthem <laughs> at the Formula One there's so much to digest Damien Lewis it feels very much in the um, in the Nick Knowles camp yeah wheelhouse when is a bored middle-aged white celebrity going to release an album and it's going to be like Tecmo true that's what we want imagine if Damien Lewis is like yeah I'm releasing an album it's gangster rap yeah it's always sort of Bad I've got, if, if Damien Lewis was releasing a drill album, I'd be, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Does he wear the mask? But it's always bad blues. He wears the mask. Yeah, yeah, he wears a mask. Wears that would be pretty good. And then you found out like the hottest new rapper in the UK was Damien Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm actually back on board. If you're yeah. a middle-aged, bored sort of celebrity, think about becoming a, an anonymous drill rapper, please. You really should. Hollywood is on strike. I mean, you referenced it in the intro, but... Hollywood is on strike right now as we speak. Seems cool. Look, writers are on strike, but technically we're not part of the WGA, me and Joel. So no. if you need ideas... How many times have we applied? <laughs> Feige, yeah. we're, we're looking at you. If you need a new Marvel film... 
I wonder how long the strike would have to go on before you and I were consulted for for that sort of thing. I at least another fortnight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll put I'll put like contact details in the bio if I give you want to get in touch to talk about nice. Good talk idea. About the MCU. Good idea. Uh, and then the biggest thing that's happened in your absence is um videos of bottles falling downstairs and smashing. Now that has reached me. <laughs> that has even that reached Australia. People are going crazy for it. <laughs> And it's so exciting, even though you know in the first half a second whether it's going to break or not, and you basically know at which step it's going to break, right? Uh, There's no jeopardy, really. If it's a big, thick jar of pickles, it's probably never going to break. If it's a Bacardi breezer, that thing's going straight away, you know? I like a beer where it sort of fizzes at the top and spins out of control. I like a beer when it fizzes at the top. I like a wine bottle that crushes, just smashes instantly. There's been a few where they've filled like a bottle with sort of beads, and that that's really dramatic when it does smash because beads go everywhere. Do you just think spend the whole time thinking about the clear up operation? Yeah, every time I do think. Yeah. Oh, this is we're seeing about tw- forty seconds of footage. There's got to be at least two hours of cleanup going on. Yeah, because it's clean every time. It's yeah. not like they. So the video is a compilation of ten bottles being rolled down some stairs. <laughs> It's great. It's better than Barry. It's better than the bear. Uh, but in between each roll, the whole place is completely clean. So it's a serious team they've got working on this. And also it looks like they're nice sort of marble stairs a lot of the time. So it's this isn't, you know, me doing it in, in my house. It, it looks like a nice, nice building that they're ruining with these bottles. Yeah, I think they are. So no, that's good. Good to catch up, John. There we go. Um, and yeah, and I went to Australia. So thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back. Are you gonna, same time. No. Was it good? Was it? Are we genuinely ending? I had a I had a really good time, John. It took me so long to adjust to the new time zones. I was basically in a spaced out days for almost all of the trip. But I went to Sydney, Brisbane, and Melbourne. I drove from Sydney to Brisbane and stopped at places that you've heard of, like Byron Bay and the Gold Coast. And I went in the sea. Despite my fear of sharks. Oh, well done. And despite the fact it was winter. So quite a lot going on there. But I splashed around in the sea. That was really fun. I watched lots of Australian sports. I ate lots of Australian meals and had a nice time. But it's actually quite a disappointingly anecdote-free trip, annoyingly. Unlike that time you went to, to Germany with the same lot and you had a bunch of sort of tourists decided that you were a boy band and started taking photos with you. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that didn't happen, which is really annoying. But maybe I'll tell that story next week if we've got nothing else to talk about. Anyway, John, we've gone on for too long. People have got things to do. Farewell. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.